Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. The following podcast contains audio extracted from videos on the Harry Potter Theory YouTube channel. Hey everyone, welcome to another installment of Harry Potter Theory. Today, we're going to be discussing a notoriously difficult spell to cast, the Patronus Charm. Specifically, we'll be addressing all known Patronuses assigned to Harry Potter characters, and exploring what those Patronus animals mean. It was the Prisoner of Azkaban that first introduced the idea of Patronuses, spirit guardians produced via the complicated spell Expecto Patronum. Expecto Patronum is typically used to ward off Dementors, and in Fantastic Beasts we are informed that the Patronus is also used to ward off Letherfolds. In most circumstances, the Patronus charm will generally appear as a white vapour, However, in some instances, when the witch or wizard is talented enough, Expecto Patronum will produce a silvery-white animal shape which is known as a corporeal Patronus. The Patronus represents hope, happiness, survival, and purity, which is why it's so offensive to Dementors, and can also be used as a communications device, a notable example of this being when Snape used his Patronus to guide Harry to the Sword of Gryffindor in the Forest of Dean. If you asked any member of the faculty at Hogwarts School of Witchcraft and Wizardry, they'd quickly tell you it's one of the most difficult spells that a wizard or witch can cast. Even though Harry managed to master it when he was only 13 years old, many other wizards didn't. In fact, it wasn't uncommon for adult wizards and witches to fail to produce even a formless Patronus, as shameful as the thought might be. So today, I thought we'd take a look at the historical records and track down every single Patronus and their caster from the Wizarding World, from the massive woolly mammoth that Headley Fleetwood conjured to the boar of Ernie McMillan. Bear in mind that not everyone we know has been able to cast a Patronus successfully, so you won't necessarily see all your favourite characters on the list. Let's get into it. 1. Andros the Invincible Andros the Invincible was one of the earliest wizards in all of recorded history. Hailing from classical Greece, Andros lived in a darker time. One of his possible peers, the evil wizard known as Herpo, was the very first to breed basilisks. But Andros would have been more than mighty enough to deal with such an enemy. According to the ancient texts, Andros was powerful enough to project a Patronus as large as a giant. 2. Ilias Ilias was another ancient wizard from the depths of history, but unlike Andros the Invincible, Ilias wasn't able to conjure a colossal Patronus from the tip of his wand. Instead, his Patronus took on the form of a tiny field mouse. 
At first, Ilias's fellow villagers laughed at the size of his Patronus, but after an evil dark wizard named Drogsidian attacked and unleashed an army of Dementors, Ilias's tiny mouse Patronus was the only thing that could save them. If you have a field mouse Patronus, you are probably a great listener as well as very kind and caring. 3. Flavius Belby Flavius Belby, a wizard who was famous enough to warrant his own chocolate frog card, could project a bull or ox or ram, we're not actually sure. Belby only mentioned that his Patronus had a pair of horns, so it could have been almost anything. Belby actually used his Patronus in order to survive an attack from a living shroud. These dark creatures preyed on wizards and witches. 4. Cho Chang During her time at Hogwarts School of Witchcraft and Wizardry, long before the Battle of Hogwarts and Voldemort's death, Cho learned how to conjure a Patronus. As a member of Dumbledore's army, she quickly studied under Harry's leadership and managed to give her Patronus a corporeal form, a swan. If you have a swan Patronus, it signifies that you are loyal as well as beautiful inside and out. 5. Aberforth Dumbledore Aberforth was the younger brother of Albus Dumbledore, the legendary headmaster of Hogwarts, and the only wizard that Lord Voldemort ever feared. Compared to Albus, it might be tempting to dismiss Aberforth's magical abilities, but Ab was no slouch. He was able to conjure a corporeal Patronus, which was the mark of a skilled wizard. He took on the form of a goat, and he even used it to defend Harry once, when Dementors were on the hunt for him. Goats are sweet, loving creatures that mind their own business, so if you can cast a goat as your Patronus, then it's possible that the same could be said of you. 6. Albus Dumbledore Wizards and witches couldn't necessarily choose the form of their Patronus, and just like creatures in the real world, the forms of Patronuses seem to come in similar rarity. Dogs, cats, and horses were common types of Patronuses, but the likes of dragons, giants, and mammoths were far rarer. But when it came to Albus Dumbledore, he possessed one of the rarest Patronuses of all, a phoenix. If you are able to cast this Patronus, it signifies that you are a loyal friend with quiet inner strength. 7. Seamus Finnegan We often talk about the Patronus charm as one of the most difficult for any wizard or witch to pull off, but with so many members of Dumbledore's army able to project the spell, you can't help but wonder, was it really that hard? Well, all you have to do is take a look at Seamus Finnegan to realize just how difficult a Patronus could be. During his time in Dumbledore's army, he never quite managed to pull off a fully formed one. It wasn't until the Battle of Hogwarts that his Patronus was given shape as a fox on the battlefield. Those with a fox Patronus are usually thought of as crafty, devious, sly, and calculating, but also wise, adaptable, and loyal. 8. Headley Fleetwood Headley Fleetwood is a peculiar wizard, to say the least. He doesn't appear in any historical record except one, and there, the writer glances over Fleetwood, sharing only that the wizard was able to conjure a woolly mammoth as his Patronus. With such an incredibly large and rare Patronus, you'd think that Fleetwood would have been one of the most powerful wizards of his generation. Little is known about those who cast a Patronus in the form of a woolly mammoth, as it's exceedingly rare. However, this could suggest that you yourself are a very, very unique individual. 9. Hermione Hermione Granger was one of the most important members of Dumbledore's army, and one of Harry Potter's closest allies during his hunt to destroy Voldemort's Horcruxes. 
Just like Harry, she was able to produce a Patronus in the form of an animal. Hers took on the shape of an otter, but as much as she hated to admit it, that particular spell was actually quite hard for her to learn. Otters are both fearless and naturally curious, and if you have this animal as your Patronus, then you probably have a close-knit group of people in your life that you're immensely loyal to. 10. Harry Potter Harry Potter's Patronus was incredibly iconic, which was both a good and bad thing. When Lord Voldemort finally took control of the Ministry, his Death Eaters kept an eye out for Harry's Patronus, a mighty white stag. That certainly restricted Harry's ability to defend himself from dark creatures, but the fact that Harry could so easily project his Patronus also helped him inspire other students at Hogwarts to join Dumbledore's army. A lot can be said of individuals who produce a stag as their Patronus. Generally, individuals with this Patronus are influential leaders who deeply care about the well-being of others. Additionally, these individuals are confident in themselves and vehemently stand up for their beliefs. 11. James Potter Just like his son, James Potter's Patronus took on the form of a white stag. When James was wandering around the grounds at Hogwarts, the stag was also the form he chose to take whenever he transfigured as an animagus. The fact that he and his son shared the same Patronus was one of the few comforts that Harry had during the increasingly dark years at Hogwarts. With only secondhand stories from folks like Hagrid and Dumbledore, Harry often sought a deeper connection to his deceased parents, and he found that, in part, when he discovered that he and his father both produced stags. 12. Luna Lovegood Even though producing a corporeal Patronus was a tough feat, Luna Lovegood certainly seems like she'd be one to do so. Her father, Xenophilius Lovegood, was a wildly eccentric wizard, but even he managed to produce a Patronus, although one that was too weak to take on a shape. Luna, on the other hand, could project a stunning white hair whenever she cast the spell. The hair Patronus is representative of someone who is patient and intelligent. These individuals are also usually timid, but handle life's obstacles with poise. Witches and wizards with this Patronus adapt well to most situations and understand that the difficulties in life make them stronger. 13. Ernie McMillan Ernie McMillan might not be a wizard you're too familiar with. He was sorted into Hufflepuff House the very same year that Harry Potter first came to Hogwarts, and was sorted into Gryffindor. Throughout the years, he lived alongside the boy who lived, and sometimes even acted out against Harry. At one point, Ernie even accused Harry of being the heir of Slytherin. But after his second year at Hogwarts, his suspicions mostly subsided, and he went on to fight bravely at the Battle of Hogwarts, where his Patronus, a terrifying, bouldering boar, ran through the Death Eater ranks. Those with this Patronus can channel their passion into achieving their dreams, they embody strength, independence, and power. 14. Minerva McGonagall Along with Albus Dumbledore and Severus Snape, Minerva McGonagall was among the most skilled spellcasters in the entire Hogwarts faculty, and that was shown in her Patronus as well. Just like James Potter, Minerva was an animagus. She was able to change her body into the shape of a cat, and that was the same exact form that her Patronus took on. Her Patronus was famously used to warn the students at Hogwarts about the incoming attack in the moments before their final battle against Voldemort. Individuals with a cat Patronus are often watchful guardians who show fierce loyalty to their friends and family. This sounds exactly like McGonagall to me.
15. Dolores Umbridge It might surprise you to know, but even Dolores Umbridge was capable of casting a Patronus. However, this is a bit odd as Dolores was a dark witch and history has told us what happens to those who attempt a Patronus without a pure heart. Even stranger is that Umbridge's evil nature was compounded by her possession of one of Voldemort's horcruxes when she displayed her Patronus, a cat. I've made a separate video discussing why Dolores could cast a Patronus at all, so go and check that out later if you're curious. 16. Lily Potter Harry's mother, Lily Potter, had a Patronus that perfectly matched her husband's. Lily could conjure a doe, just as James could conjure a stag. It was rare to produce such a fitting match, which makes Harry's parents, and Harry himself, even more of a curiosity. The ability to cast a doe Patronus means you are gentle, nurturing, and will stop at nothing to keep those you love safe. 17. Severus Snape Severus Snape's Patronus was one of the most heartbreaking of them all. He loved Harry's mother so much that even his Patronus took on the form of hers, a doe, a symbol of his devotion. Snape famously cast the spell in front of Dumbledore to show just how much he loved her. And for those that ever doubted Professor Snape's allegiance to Dumbledore, his ability to project such a pure Patronus tells you all you'll need to know. If he were an average Death Eater, his wand would have exploded into a million pests, and his body would have been consumed. But that never happened to Snape. 18. Symposia Rule Symposia Rule was a witch whose Patronus took the form of a ladybird or ladybug. It's worth noting that despite the minuscule size of this Patronus, it was still extremely powerful. If you have this Patronus, people might underestimate you, but you also consistently prove yourself to be trustworthy, strong, and reliable. 19. Kingsley Shacklebolt Kingsley Shacklebolt's Patronus is a lynx, a medium-sized wildcat with tufts of black hair on the tips of their ears, large, padded paws for walking on snow, and long whiskers on the face. Though Kingsley's Patronus is confirmed to be a lynx in the novels, it's worth noting that the films did not convey this accurately. In the films, Kingsley's Patronus appears during Bill and Fleur's wedding, announcing the downfall of the Ministry. In this scene, his Patronus simply appears as a nondescript ball of light, perhaps more closely resembling a non-corporeal Patronus. If you have this Patronus, you're a unique individual that people tend to love. 20. Nymphadora Tonks The Patronus of Nymphadora Tonks is particularly interesting in that it changed as a result of events in her life, specifically her love for Remus Lupin. Before meeting Remus, her Patronus took the form of a hare, and after the pair came together, it turned into a wolf, which happened to be the same Patronus as Remus. This was a true reflection of her love for him. If your Patronus is a wolf, then it's a sign that you should trust your instincts, as you are most often right about situations. 21. Remus Lupin Though Remus would often cast a non-corporeal Patronus, and not the more advanced corporeal version, this was not any kind of a reflection of his magical ability. You see, although Remus could produce a corporeal Patronus, he chose not to. Why? Well, Remus Lupin was a lycanthrope, meaning he could transform into a werewolf, and it just so happened that his Patronus reflected his transformative state, resembling a wolf. 
Due to Remus's shame of his condition, he chose not to reveal his Patronus animal when casting the powerful spell. 22. Arthur Weasley Arthur Weasley, patriarch of the Weasley clan, had a weasel Patronus. It's first seen when he sends a message on Harry's 17th birthday, and seen again when he sends his Patronus to Grimmauld Place to inform Harry, Ron, and Hermione that the Weasleys were safe. It doesn't surprise me at all that the whimsical Weasley father ended up with a Patronus that fits his family name so well. Individuals with a Weasel Patronus are often spontaneous, playful, and intuitive. However, they're also a bit chaotic. 23. Ginny Weasley Ginny Weasley, the Weasley daughter and Harry's later wife, had a horse Patronus. It's extremely fitting that Ginny, who is such a free spirit, would have a wild horse as her Patronus. Individuals with this Patronus are often deeply passionate people. 24. Ron Weasley Ron Weasley's Patronus was a Jack Russell Terrier, a fiercely loyal and protective breed of dog. This makes perfect sense if you consider Ron's role as Harry's loyal best friend. Fun fact, the first time I took the Wizarding World Patronus quiz, I got a Jack Russell Terrier. Individuals with this Patronus can be stubborn when they don't get their way, but are always loyal and fearless when it comes to protecting their loved ones. 25. Fred George Weasley Though the Patronus animal of the Weasley twins wasn't revealed in the films, it was revealed by Rowling on Twitter after the fact. It also shouldn't surprise you that these brothers, who shared everything, also shared a Patronus animal. The Patronus conjured by the Weasley twins took the shape of a magpie, a small but loud crow-like bird. To call someone a magpie is a reference to their boisterous behavior, so it's only fitting that their Patronus would fit their attention-seeking nature. Rowling had this to say in reference to the twins and their magpie Patronus. We have a saying about them in the UK, one for sorrow, two for joy, as you might know, she wrote, plus they're talkative thieves. 26. Rexidian If there was one, Rexidian would be the poster boy for why you shouldn't try to cast a Patronus without a pure heart. Rexidian was an ancient dark wizard that used his dark magic and army of dementors to attack a wizarding village. However, his efforts were thwarted when Ilias, who we mentioned earlier, used his small but mighty mouse Patronus to ward Rexidian and his Dementors off. After witnessing his Dementors being taken out by Ilias's mouse Patronus, Rexidian decided it would be a good idea to cast a Patronus himself, but this would be his downfall. Enraged, Rexidian decided to enter the fray himself and tried to summon a Patronus to ward off Ilias's mouse. However, he failed to remember that only the pure of heart can produce a Patronus, and thus for the first time in history, it was revealed what happens when a competent but unworthy wizard or witch attempts the spell. Maggots shot out Rexidian's wand and quickly devoured him as they engulfed his entire body. 27. Neville Despite Neville's attendance at Dumbledore's army meetings, he still had an exceedingly difficult time casting a Patronus. Though he was able to master the basic, non-corporeal Patronus, he couldn't quite get the hang of producing one with an animal form. I like to think that if he could produce a corporeal Patronus, then it would assume the form of a toad, an ode to Trevor. 
Before we continue, I just want to mention that the rest of the names on this list come from extended lore, i.e. Harry Potter games like Hogwarts Mystery, Wizards Unite, Wonderbook, Book of Spells, etc. They may not be characters that a lot of you are familiar with, but there are some pretty interesting Patronus animals here. 28. Patricia Rakepick Patricia Rakepick was a dark witch who tortured Marula Snide with the Cruciatus Curse and murdered Rowan Karner with the Killing Curse, but was still somehow able to cast a corporeal Patronus in the form of a lioness. She first conjures her Patronus in the Forbidden Forest in an effort to cast away Dementors. Those with a lion Patronus are often brave and courageous, able to make sacrifices for the people that they love and sometimes others. 29. Miriam Strout Madame Miriam Strout is a British witch and healer in the Janus Thickey ward at St. Mungo's Hospital for magical maladies and injuries. Her Patronus took the form of a white swan to commemorate the loss of her friend and colleague, Talbot Winger's mother, who was an unregistered animagus capable of transforming into a white swan. Those who produce this Patronus are thought to be beautiful inside and out. 30. Constance Pickering Constance Pickering was a half-blood witch who worked for the British Ministry of Magic and led the Statute of Secrecy Task Force. Interestingly, Constance was able to conjure a Patronus in the shape of a unicorn. This was a very rare achievement as magical creatures don't commonly appear as Patronus animals. Those who produce this Patronus are said to be pure of heart. 31. Daniel Page Daniel Page was a British half-blood wizard appearing in Magic Awakened who began attending Hogwarts School of Witchcraft and Wizardry in 2008. Page was able to produce a Patronus in the shape of a black cat. 32. Lottie Turner Lottie Turner was a witch who attended Hogwarts School in 2008 and could produce a Patronus in the shape of a hummingbird. Those who produce a hummingbird Patronus tend to be free-spirited and seek to enjoy life to its fullest. However, despite their small stature, they also have a tendency to protect, often standing up for their loved ones. 33. Cassandra Vole Cassandra Vole was a witch who attended Hogwarts School in 2008 and could produce a Patronus in the shape of a mink. Her Patronus form having a connection to her last name is reminiscent of Arthur Weasley's Patronus being a weasel. Those with a mink Patronus seek safe environments and overall security. 34. Colby Frey Colby Frey was a wizard who attended Hogwarts School in 2008. His Patronus took the form of a crocodile. Crocodiles symbolize patience, primal energy, and tradition. Having a crocodile Patronus means you are assertive and self-assured, but not overly showy. 35. Fisher Frey Fisher Frey was a wizard who attended Hogwarts School in 2008. His Patronus took the form of a rhinoceros. Those with a rhinoceros Patronus are fierce warriors and certainly not afraid of a fight. However, they also have quite a soft side reserved for their family and friends. 36. Ivy Warrington Ivy Warrington was a half-blood witch who attended Hogwarts School in 2008. Her Patronus took the form of a Pekingese, a small dog that is known to be very loyal, kind, and affectionate. 37. Robin Thistlethwaite Robin Thistlethwaite was a witch who attended Hogwarts School in 2008. Her Patronus took the form of a polar bear. 
Similar to the rhinoceros, those with a polar bear patronus are fierce in battle but have a soft side reserved for loved ones. 38. Kevin Farrell Kevin Farrell was a wizard who attended Hogwarts school in 2008. His patronus took the form of a hedgehog. Those with a hedgehog patronus are often particularly worried about the well-being of themselves and others. And that concludes the list of all known Harry Potter character patronuses. If you guys want a video on all possible patronuses, going through each and every type of patronus and what they mean, then like the video and leave a comment down below to let me know. Additionally, if you want a video where I theorize on what some popular Harry Potter character patronuses might be, then let me know that as well. Until next time, remember, it does not do to dwell on dreams and forget to live.